It's real smooth. Qualified to motivate podcast. Your host Dante Quitman. I'm in here with Bryson Rodier. Yeah, we got us a special guest today. Special guest in the building. He came clean. He was definitely the best dress on the podcast. And he brought gifts. So you, that's two times you don't want. That's what I'm saying. I mean, we give out awards this season. <laughs> we got to remember that. Yeah, I'm trying to set the standards for y'all. Really, right? you're, doing, yeah. you're doing the thing too. Yeah. You're doing the thing. I like it. You blew the bar up. You got the man in here, man. Yeah. Steven Ryder, let him know who you is. So I'm Steven Ryder. I'm a full-time college student. I own two businesses, and we've been operating for about two and a half years now. And I recently published my first book, so yeah. That's tough. That's tough. Get out there and read it. We right. got that, that dear entrepreneur. Yeah, we got us a copy right here. Ain't gonna lie, man. This is nice. I'm not gonna sit here and be a... Uh, uh, Cap host and lie to you. I ain't. I ain't. I got the chapter twenty six. I ain't get all the way through it, <laughs> but Still. I got the chapter twenty six. I'm about done. But you was kicking a lot of game in here, and I was really wanting to talk about like the, uh, like the self self confidence that you was talking about in here. Honestly, it's. I mean, it just comes down to believing in what you're gonna do for the most part. Like, if you're gonna do something, but you think like in the back of your head you're gonna fail. You're gonna fail. Fact, you have time. to be. Yeah. You have to own what you do every day. You gotta give it that energy. Like you really gotta believe in like it's gonna work. For sure. Yeah, I tell myself and I tell everybody around me like I am going to be rich. I will be one of the millionaires and the billionaires that you will know in your life. And like, mm. I full heartedly believe that. Now, of course, I get a lot of hate. People call me egotistical. <laughs> like they act like I'm a douchebag, and they're probably right. But at the end of the day, like we're gonna see who's got the yacht and who doesn't. It's all about that perspective. You know what I'm saying? I like it, man. That's big. That's how you do it. You gotta just drop them on them sometimes. Let them hang. Yeah. Let hang. Yeah, man. No, let, them know, uh, let them know more about the invective and the high point decals, man. All right. So it's kind of a longer story. So Get into it. That's why I brought you here. I wanted you to really, because you, I got to give you more props, bro. You was like one of the people who also, uh, you was just asking about it. You was also a person who inspired me to start the podcast, but because before I even had like a mic or anything or a camera, you could DM me like, yo, I want to be on your podcast. I was like, hey, well, shit, I don't even got one yet, but I got to have him on there. <laughs> yeah. So that's because like yeah. when I first started doing like entrepreneurship, basically, man, you very quickly learn that it's a rare breed. There's not a lot of people that are trying to do their own thing to be able to like escape the nine to five. Right. Yeah. And so anytime I see someone like yourself that you're trying to do a podcast or a business or whatever it might be and you're trying to like escape that grind yeah. like you got you already got a special spot in my heart and it's just because like it uh, is so rare and so unique to find someone that's willing to commit to something that has such a high degree of risk but it's the only thing that's going to get you the life you want yeah man that's the deal i like it bro that's that's, that's heavy okay yeah <laughs> He came to play. He said, you put some skin in the game. <laughs> yeah. He appreciate came to play, that. man. So, you know, we got to ask, man. We bring everybody on here. We got we to gotta ask him. What makes you qualified to motivate? Honestly, man, I'm not sure. I think uh, I try to have ripple effects in my community. I want people to aspire for more than just kind of what they're taught to do. So in, in my opinion, I think that high school, college, a lot of it is setting you up to be a nine to five worker, right? You're gonna go work for the man, you're gonna be uh, someone else's like employee and they're yeah. gonna be making money off your back. And that's, that's yeah, not how that should work, bro. You should aspire for more. That's real. Yeah. So, yeah, like a lot of people are gonna wanna 
stay in the in the employee lane. Like a lot of people don't want that, and that's okay too if you want to, you know. Oh yeah, it's a, it's all about what you're what you want in life. You know what I mean? If you don't up for, if you're not like happy with that nine to five and you think you might not work, then you got to try something out. Just try it first. Just go for it. Yeah. It's the only way you're gonna get any like experience in anything is just doing it. So just. And there ain't no man. You can always go back to to the nine to five. Absolutely, <laughs> should be yeah. a fallback. It's there. That's what I'm saying. You got to get your bread somehow. You gotta. You gotta. There was something you talked about in your book, and it was talking about when you start a business. You know, you don't want to really go in and sink a lot of debt into loans if you don't have to. If you got the capital to start it, you know. Go and so it. if you if you can get a nine to five for a little bit and get you some capital to start it, that definitely helps. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with having a nine to five. You know what I mean? Like that is a perfectly good way to make a good living for a lot of people. Yeah. But for myself, it was like, I don't want to go and work this job that, in my opinion, I'm inevitably going to hate after some point. Maybe right. it'll be ten years in, maybe it'll be twenty, but eventually I'm going to hate that job. Going to yeah. hate it. And then you got to hope that you're going to have enough money to retire by sixty, sixty-five years old, and that's not guaranteed either. Oh, that's facts. Yeah, and it, we know our generation is scary. <laughs> social security type stuff so that's done yeah yeah but uh yeah I, I ain't gonna lie bro i've felt that over the past couple of years like you really can't hate work like you when you wake up and you know it's time you, in your body like oh my god i gotta yeah. go in here deal with these people all oh, just because i need this money for no other reason like <laughs> you deal with so much put yourself through so much it's not easy to find a nine to five that, that you're, you're like. gonna appreciate for the long yeah. term so I think that's a good time to bring up the Twitch thing. So yeah. I had a uh, experience when I was in high school. Basically, I started playing video games, and then I was like, you know, I don't really like talk to anybody while I play games. I don't have friends that I play with on the mic or nothing. Yeah. And so I started streaming on Twitch, right? right. And I got pretty big. Uh, probably about six months in, I started getting like several thousand followers a day. Like I was growing oh, real yeah, quick. He was getting up there. Yeah, I had sponsorships. I was getting a couple thousand dollars every single month doing it. Oh yeah. But it sort of became a job to me. And yeah. so just playing video games, like a lot of people act like that's like a dream job. Like you should never be unhappy if all you're doing is making money playing video games. And like to an extent they're right. Oh yeah. But on the flip side, like you get stuck, man. It becomes work. It's not fun like you think it is. It's not just playing video games yeah. anymore. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's all about that perspective. Like you, I, I remember as a kid saying that a hundred times, like, ah, I wish I could just get paid for doing this right here. Like, And when we were growing up, I don't think that was as big of a thing. But it definitely has become a thing. Like, by the time we were 16, there was people making millions of dollars playing That's video real. games. Yeah. And I watching. remember, yeah. And I was playing video games in my free time being like, why can't I just get paid to do this instead of going, you know, wherever to make whatever. And it's like... It, it don't matter. Like, it come down, even, like, what you love, there's a grind with it. People love to play football or be in the NFL. Like, there's still a grind. Yeah. If you have, as soon as you have to do it, still a grind attached to it when you want to do it professionally and, and make money. So it's like, if you don't have that, uh, you know what I'm saying, that want to grind, then it's not going to. Few people have that passion for need. one thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, now, uh, yeah. I want to, I want you to talk to us about like how you got started into the, in the whole entrepreneurship game. So uh, basically, it kind of stemmed from Twitch for me. So once I realized, like, you could make money doing something that wasn't a nine to five. And like yeah, at the yeah. time, I was making as much money as my parents were a month. 
And yeah. I, I was just playing video games. You know what I mean? Yeah, and now, crazy. so that became a job for me. Like I didn't want to do that no more. And yeah. kind of took a hiatus from anything entrepreneurial, I guess. Yeah. And um, just went to college like anybody else. You know what I mean? And it was really when the COVID thing hit. I was sitting there. We had about six months off school, not shit to do. Yeah. And my girlfriend starts talking about like, yo, I want to make crafts. And I was like, okay, cool. And she's like, no, like seriously, I want to get big into it. And I was like, all right, what are we going to do with all this shit right. sitting around the house? Yeah. Like once you make it. it. <laughs> do something with it. Yeah. And so she's like, I don't know. I guess we'll start a business. And I was like, all right, cool. But it's got to be viable. Like people aren't going to go buy like paintings. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's so many paintings on the market. A lot. Yeah. And so it's we basically lot. like we figured out how much money we were willing to risk. And at the time it was about twelve hundred dollars. We went over budget by a hundred bucks. We spent thirteen hundred dollars. We bought like a uh, cricket machine, a heat press, some other things. And uh, basically we started a clothing line. Okay. And the whole idea was we live in a college town. People love to party here. So we're going to make a bunch of clothes and then sell them at the front door of a big ass party. Like we're going right. to throw a big party and people are going to come buy it. It worked. Like yeah. we didn't really expect it to, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, so we sold out the first couple of times we did that. Nice. And um, pretty soon we ran into the roadblock of like, damn, we don't know what designs to make anymore. Like we have no idea how we can change this up with our logo to make it better. And um, so at that point we kind of pivoted away and we had a lot of money saved up because of like our previous drops. Right. Yeah. yeah. And it was about that time that my friend Cameron, uh, who is a fraternity brother of mine, he hit me up saying his brother was selling his decal business. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, I don't know nothing about decals, but why not? Like, I'll talk to him and see what it's all about. At the time, the business was doing about $30,000 a year. Yeah. And so for some reason, like, he just wanted to get rid of it because he was starting, like, a bigger, better business, right? He started yeah. a moving company. And um, so he's negotiating with me. We're talking about prices. Dude, somehow, some way, I talked this man into selling it to me for $1,000. Mm. a $30,000 a year business for a thousand bucks. And we picked that up. Right. Yeah. And it was weird because the whole market was like, I call them like truck people. So people <laughs> that buy the big lifted trucks, yeah, it's like a show the truck. On it, the lights. Rims, yeah. All of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, I'm not one of those people, man. Like <laughs> I'm the person that makes fun of those people. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I did not know what I was doing with this market. And so it was a big learning curve at first. We lost a couple thousand followers on the Instagram in the first couple months. Like Dang. we had about 14,000 followers on there. We yeah. nuked that in the first couple months. Like it went down yeah. hard, but, um, the it was target audience lost. changed up real quick. Yeah. How many do you think you lost? Oh dude, probably almost 2000 followers. Like, it was rough. That's kind of fast, too. Yeah, it was yeah. fast. It was, like, it was oh, fast. Man. Well, the thing is, like, because he was posting truck shows and all these lifted yeah. trucks, and he was in a truck club, so the really previous owner, it. I mean. Like, yeah, like, he knew yeah. about it, was into it. He was one of the cult, like, of that community. <laughs> of that, like. Yeah, one of the cult, bro. Yeah. And um, so I just wasn't, so we were killing the following really hard. Yeah. And uh, we started to get back into it and kind of figure it out, and we were doing pretty good, making a couple hundred dollars a month off it. And eventually we pivoted and we decided like, you know what, we're business people at this point. We've been running businesses for about a year and a half. And so um, why not pivot and try to sell to other businesses? And since we started doing that, we've made huge partners. So yeah. my biggest uh, like client right now, it's a trash company that does, they're worth $36 million. They have five locations in five different states nice. and they do about 14 million a year in revenue. Sheesh. Yeah. So it's a really big client, right? So it kind of yeah. like landed a big fish, so to speak. Yeah, it definitely yeah. did. And um, 
Now, of course, our revenues picked up a lot as a result of that. I can leverage my partnership with them to go to other companies and say like, hey, these people trust us. They're a big business. Like talks with these people. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and their corporate team loves us. We've uh, gone down to Wilmington before and literally just spent a whole day with their corporate team, learning a little bit from their marketing person, a little bit from their HR person, like a little bit from the boss himself. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. And so it's sometimes business is about taking risks. You know what I mean? Like that trip down to Wilmington, I didn't know any of the people personally at that point. I got invited over on LinkedIn. Wow. And so the trip cost us about $800 in total. Had to get a hotel room, had to drive down there, yeah. groceries, all that, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, all we did was go down there and learn. And so because of that, now the owner of the business that I can't name. Don't um, say any names. We don't do any names <laughs> on this podcast. It's all right. Keep yeah, so he's, uh, he's kind of mentoring me in a sense now. And so he's helping me like grow my businesses and stuff. And it's, it's been real smooth. So he started really small, just as a basic clothing line in college. Yeah. And kind of had a little bit of luck, a little bit of skill. And we worked our way up to a pretty big business now. Yeah, man, that's what's up right there. That's what it's all about. Taking risks, man. One Taking of the like, biggest things that I learned through all of it, though, because so we went into the business like, you know, we might make money. We might not. Who cares? We're just going to learn how to run a business and learn how to do it through all the lessons and losses. Yeah. And so yeah. that was super valuable because then when you make a mistake, you don't care. You learn something. You know what I mean? If Every you're just time. there to learn, who cares? Every time. And so, um, yeah, basically. Here, pick it up. I lost my train of thought. You're going to have okay. to. That's what, all right, I got you. Because that was one of the questions I was going to ask you with, uh, that, I, that we did send over to you was, What's one of the um like biggest like it was a loss like it like by every by every means of the word like it was a loss but it was also a big lesson that you learned in your like business journey or your entrepreneurship journey. What was a loss? Yeah, like it was a loss. Like you definitely failed. Like yeah, took an L, but it was like a big lesson that you also learned from. I think we asked you that too, but I don't remember the answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what I told yeah, you, you guys. Can tell me but a um, one too, <laughs> one of our big losses has just been like buying inventory, right? That you really mm. think is going to sell. You spend a couple hundred dollars buying blank t-shirts or blank like wooden crosses or whatever, and you're going to engrave them or make custom clothes. And no one wants that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, damn, I just spent hundreds of dollars for that. Like, yeah. what do I do? What do I do with this? Well, you do? Like, to it's, I gotta make it. something off of it. Yeah. yeah. And so the way we fix that is like, we just turn it into marketing. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll just make it anyways, show the process, show how we're doing it and just turn it into marketing. I think that's the most uh, vi like vital skill for anybody who's going to be an entrepreneur. You don't even like, because you can tell with like some, like, I'm not trying to call no people out with like just music and things like that it's not about like the content of things today it's really about the marketing behind it if you can if you got a really good marketing team you're kind of going to be successful oh yeah yeah just because like yeah in, initially anyways at first you know what i'm saying if you got putting out some some crap like after people so watch it they're gonna be like all right no but yeah if you got some 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 good content or whatever you got product service is good and you got great marketing with it it's gonna go every time so marketing is one of the hardest things to learn in business. It is. Because when it burns you, it burns you bad. Yeah, like but, it can either go or it can't or at all. Like it's. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it, right? Yeah. Because you get instant feedback. If yeah. you run like an Instagram ad, for example, in the first 10 hours, you're going to know whether that ad was worth it or it's not. Worth it or not. So one of the big things I do is if I have like a $500 budget for running ads on Instagram, right? right? Instead of spending $500 on one ad or $250 on two, what I do is I'll run four ads at $25 a piece. And then whichever one does good, I go dump the other Spend 400 it, yeah, into it. Dump, yeah, that's, that's a good idea right there. I like that. I'm going to 
Might have to take that out the playbook. I like that one. Yeah, because <laughs> the feedback is so like instant with yeah. marketing. You, you know what I mean? Anytime you drop them on like TikTok, Instagram, after the really you said what first ten hours? Yeah, about really, ten hours. Really, the first two. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, you know, like you can tell, like it'll it'll like be crazy. You'll just look like, oh wow, it's just. And then some of them, like I. But then again, stuff can go viral two, three years later, four years later. So you yeah, never know. yeah. And you got to remember that everybody's going to have, not, well, not everybody, but somebody's going to have something negative to say, no yeah. matter what. Even if it's the perfect <laughs> ad and it pops <laughs> off and it does real well for you, somebody's going to have something negative to say about everybody's it. Everybody's got their opinion. Yeah. Man. Yeah. You got to you gotta let them worry about that. One of Keep the wildest things. How was your college experience, man? Was you one of the party animals? Did you lay in the cut? Was it laid back for you? Did you... So a little bit of both, man. So I, I definitely still go partying, That's you know, usually most on weekends. But um, I mean, freshman and sophomore year, I was big into the party stuff. That's how it's supposed to and, be. And uh, like joining a fraternity didn't help me. So I'm a founding father of Kappa Sig, which means basically I help take it from not being on campus to a full-fledged fraternity. Wow. And so... Um, yeah, you just started it. Yeah, that was actually, that was a big part of kind of like my entrepreneurial journey because you don't really realize this if you're not in one, but when you're in a fraternity or sorority, you're running a business. At the end of the day, you've got members that you have to keep interested so that they keep coming back. They keep give you their donating. dues, you know yeah. what I mean? Yep. And you can go do stuff with that. You can market yourself with that. You can go on a vacation with it. It doesn't yeah, matter, but you fall flat with it too. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of PR. Like if you have a brother that does something stupid, you oh, gotta know when to cut it yeah. <laughs> or cover it. Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. So that's crazy. It's, I never thought about it that way. That's, that's real, though. It is a business for sure. They're uh, they're registered as nonprofit organizations. So basically, what that means is they have their uh, credentials set so that they don't pay taxes, right? Right. Yeah. And other than that, like it's a business, and that is a real business type being a nonprofit. So legally, they're a business, and in reality, when you're in one, it's a business, man. So you said you give back to the community a lot. Like, how do you? Is that one of the nonprofit ways you give back to the community through that? fraternity or like what what other venues are your favorite way to you know like give back so the fraternity is a great way to give back to the community but I personally I feel like I bring more to the table when it comes to like business and mindset kind of stuff and so one example is like my girlfriend has this like she works with um youth that has been a victim of crime so oh, okay. sexual assault their parents beat them stuff like that right yeah and so um she has this client right now that has been considering dropping out of high school and the kid's got a really bad home life and he wants to start his own pc repair business yeah and so like and he's also got some cognitive disabilities yeah and so um one of the things that i did to give back basically was i gave him a copy of my book i signed it i was like you got this like chase your dream you know what i mean yeah and um it's it's the small things to me yeah Yeah, man because going back and reaching out yeah like one-on-one interactions yeah, my book hasn't made me shit. Like, I'm losing money on my book to this oh, day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But Remember, I rock with the book. <laughs> a lot of people can read it, and you can gain a lot from it. And so I think there it's is a nice some, read. Like, yeah. It's easy. It was meant to be an easy read, you know? Yeah. That's what I was saying, man. There was one of those things that you spelled right out, like, just in layman's terms for everybody, dude. It was perfect. It was one of those. I think it was nonprofits, man. Yeah, you. Yeah, it was the nonprofit. You, that chapter in that book, dude. It tells you like exactly what they are, how to do it, set it up. It was just, man, you need somebody like that out there, you know? Put it all in line for you. For sure. If you got a if you got a plan to be an entrepreneur, 
this book's got it in chronological order it's nice. out of the process. If you know what you're doing already, though, it's probably not the book for you. So I basically wrote the book because all the entrepreneurial books you see, they're yeah. written from people that are already like multimillionaires. They've got, they've, yeah. they've got money. Exactly, bro. It's the wrong perspective. They no had one, money. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, and it's like, you could say that that's speaking from experience, but it's not the same it's not the same as someone that is writing a book while they're still in the grind. Like I'm not yeah, rich yeah, yet yeah. by any means, you know what I mean? Right. And so I, I just thought having that piece of literature out there where it basically answers all the questions that I wish I knew when I was starting my first business, yeah. I thought it would be able to bring a lot of value to people. I and so that's, that's kind of why I wrote it. Yeah. I feel you, bro. You may not be rich yet, but you came through looking like brand new money. <laughs> yeah. And if you, if it re if it really works out for you, which I hope it does, and everything, then people will go back and use that book and be exactly. like, you know, this he guy, was right. this is where he, he was, was when on. I was this age. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And he made some, he made something happen. So I yeah. can too. You know what I mean? I had some inspiration, bro. It's motivation. That's why we had to get you on here, man. Yeah. You writing books, businesses. How old are you? I'm 22. You know what I'm saying, yeah, Come yeah. On, man. That's what I'm talking about. Look, two yeah, businesses in college. There's a problem with that, though. Anyway. People, don't, uh, people don't think you got the like, know-how or the experience when you're a certain age. But they know that's when you're the most hungry. So true. It doesn't matter. True. I had someone say to me last night, um, like, one of my friends was talking to their parents about my book. And the mom said, basically, he's 22 years old. How, how do you know he knows shit about business? Like, he's too young. He doesn't know anything. And it's like, listen, at the end of the day, you don't own two businesses. Like, if you don't want to read my book, that's fine. You know what I mean? It's, I'm not saying this is like the next greatest book. This is going to change your life. But it, it, like, you have to speak from a place of experience to some degree. Yeah. There's a lot of hate on like a, a young person trying to do it. Like, and yeah. do it like big like that. Like, they're just like, oh, you don't know nothing. It's like, well, how you not, you're not going to get a chance? You, yeah, that's what I'm saying. How did <laughs> like, you get not gonna, how, did you, how did you get started? How old were you when you learned something? You know right. what I mean? <laughs> so I got a question for you. When I was um, really, and I talked about this a little bit in the book, when I first started out with like owning businesses, kind of yeah. taking a different route in life, I lost all my friends, dude. Like, mm. yeah, and it, part of it was me and part of it was them. But it was like, I started realizing like all these people, they don't aspire for the same future that I want. You know what I mean? And so right. I'm a strong believer in that saying of like, surround yourself by five people and your five closest friends, like you will be the sum of that. So if all your five closest friends are crackheads, you're going to be on crack. <laughs> if they're all millionaires, you're going to be a millionaire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So have you I experienced that at all in starting your podcast where like you start to kind of separate yourself from people? You want me that, to be real with you? I'll yeah, be all the way honest. Yeah, yeah. I read that part in your book and I'll just be conscious of that whenever I'm around people. I ain't even gonna lie, like, sometimes you gotta shut up talking about business and stuff. Don't nobody wanna hear about that shit. Yeah, and it kinda <laughs> hurts, right? Cause it's like, dude, that's what I'm passionate about. Like, what you mean? Like, you can say a little bit about it, but don't go crazy. Like, people don't wanna hear that, man. I mean, you know, they're gonna ask, hey man, how you been, how's it been going? You tell them, but don't go like talking, hey man, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. You're gonna see them lose interest in the conversation. Like, yeah. you're just gonna have all these ideas in your head. And I, I just do it like, I mean, a lot of my friends are business like minded, even if they don't want to like start their own business, they they still got big like ideas and stuff like that. So I just look at it like everybody's not going to do what you want to do. Yeah. And a lot of that's like, you know, everyone's got ideas. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. But what separates people from entrepreneurs is the people that are willing to take that risk. Because everyone's got a good idea, man. Literally everybody, everybody has an idea that can yeah. change the world, get them rich. 
it's very far and few between the people that are actually gonna like spend money talk about it like tell their friends they're gonna do it like you were telling me before the podcast one of the reasons you started this is because you started telling other people about what you were gonna do and then you know you kind of had to prove something at that point yeah <laughs> so like yeah it, it really is a strong motivator everybody's gonna be like oh i, I heard you well why you ain't started the podcast i thought you were starting the podcast. yeah like, i ain't trying to hear none of that so i'm gonna do it yeah <laughs> I'm gonna so do it. the fact that y'all are listening to this podcast right now like that does set you apart because you could be doing 20 other things with your time right but you're sitting here trying to learn, trying to gain experience and trying to gain opinions from other people. And that's big. That's going to separate you in the long term. Yeah, man. Trying to yeah. get a positive voice out there. Plus, spread the word. Like podcast is just a new move. Like with everything going to that automated route, I feel like podcast is like the next realest thing besides a documentary. Like it's not reality TV. It's not scripted. Really, it's, it's just raw conversation. And like, yeah. That's, that's what a lot of people want now, especially after COVID. Like, yeah, you, you you see all that edited stuff. You know, you see a video that's like eleven minutes long out of a two hour podcast. You know, they're just taking the greatest clips out of that. Yeah, but. that's why we. That's why we. That's why you know what I'm saying we don't edit it that much because it gives it a nice full cinematic flow to it. Not because we're lazy. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta let it ride. <laughs> let it ride, man. <laughs> we're not gonna edit I, I think there is value to like cutting out little clips of it though oh no nah, yeah definitely like you've seen the youtube shorts tiktoks oh, yeah. all that's popping off that's what uh vlad tv does he kills it he's the one who like probably mastered that where you take an hour-long interview and break it down into like three minute clips yeah. 10 to 15 20 three minute clips and then still drop that full interview yeah, and like that just—that's just a lot of editing. Is all it is, but you'll get more views on that clip. Lot, yeah, but when people want to know who you really are, they'll go watch that. They'll video. go watch the whole thing. Yeah, I saw the Mr. Beast one time. You know, he's kind of like the undisputed king of YouTube at this point. Yeah, he's going crazy, just giving out Lamborghinis to waitresses <laughs> and just doing crazy. wild stuff. I don't know. And um, someone was asking him like, God "Yo, bless him. <laughs> God bless him." They were saying like, yo, doesn't it piss you off when other people take your videos and stuff and they cut them up and clip them down and then they make money off of your content? And he was like, no, are you kidding me? That's free marketing. Yeah. yeah like exactly. they're doing the work exactly. for me and they're going to come back to my channel to see it. And I kind of think that's the mindset like a lot of podcast people need to that's, have. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a new age of like the content creation. Like you're not about to, unless you're Disney or somebody, you're not about to be able to stop reproduction of your content it's gonna happen and you just gotta take it as like flattery like, that's what i'm saying i'm doing this because i like it and if, if you want to use my name it big and they get some money off of it cool yeah. i guess it's just when people get more money off of it than they do i don't even know man it's i think that's greedy. i think it's yeah like greedy. if you're greedy i'm not like really mad like as long as it's helping me i don't care man you're getting some money off of it cool man Everybody, yeah, as long as I'm good and stable, and I ain't gonna lie, if I'm down bad and fucked up, <laughs> and I see you making money, hey man, we're gonna have to send some paperwork over there. We're gonna send the invoices, cease and desist, yeah, something. <laughs> we ain't even gotta do that. I don't even want to stop your motion. Just let me get, let me get something. Let me get a little bit. Play my podcast at your Christmas party. No, nah, let me get some money. <laughs> if I'm, I'm good in life and I'm all right, all right, go ahead, let them eat. I don't care how much, even if he has more than me. I'm down bad. Hey, man, look out for me. <laughs> that's how I'm coming, man. That's how I feel about it. But that's just me. That's just me. Anyway, <laughs> where you from, bro? So originally I was born in Phoenix, Arizona. For real? And I grew up there until I was about seven years old. Okay. Oh, man, what was it like out there? I know it's hot. Yeah. <laughs> it was hot. hot. That's the only way to describe it's it. It's dry. Yeah, it's dry. It's hot. Bro, but one of the cool things 
everybody's got a pool in their backyard. Like, oh, wow. you come to Definitely. North Carolina, where we're at now, yeah. it's only the rich people. Yeah. In Arizona, it's standard, bro. If you don't have a pool, like, you're going to die in the summer. You kind of have to. It's like having AC. Yeah. So, like, the houses aren't, like, way more expensive <laughs> to have pools there. It's not, like, a luxury thing there. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like They got the setup for everybody yeah. to have a pool. Yeah, so, like, we grew up in, I grew up out here, for real. Like, I, I grew up, like, an hour away from here, hour and a half. So, I grew up in the mountains a lot. And yeah. then, uh, I went out on a trip one time to like San Diego and we drove through like Arizona, New Mexico, all that. It's just the the heat, like even when the wind blows, that's hot air. Yeah. That's crazy as hell to me. Like, how does that? <laughs> one of the cool things though, and think about this next time you go out west, when you're in like Nevada, yeah. Arizona, any of those states, it's a really wet heat here. So it's really humid. Yeah, you can feel it. When you start sweating in North Carolina, bro, it sucks. You get hotter. Yeah. Oh, if you're yeah. out in Arizona or Nevada and you start sweating, it cools you down. It actually does what it's supposed to do. Gotcha. And like, it feels good. Gotcha. Nah, it's a humid heat. Yeah. It's dry out yeah. It's like pouring uh, water on the rocks in a sauna, you know, it <laughs> steps it up a notch. <laughs> No, man, that, that's crazy. Uh, I also saw, thought uh, I wanted to bring this up because this is something I've been thinking about. Like every book that I read, I've been reading like all these books about like great leaders and this and that. And they're always talking about team and delegation. And I seen uh, that was a chapter in your book about delegation. So I was wondering, um, did you personally like, is it just something that you wanted to talk about in the book or was it uh, you personally have outsourced through Fiverr? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, like so, a, that's the wave right now. That's Fiverr's great. I mean, if you so certain skill sets you just don't have, or you just don't exactly. have the time to do it, right? right? Like it takes up a lot of your time to do certain stuff. So I had I've got probably five six years in design experience now, working with like Adobe Illustrator, Adobe Photoshop, the mainstream yeah, design yeah. programs. Yeah. And at one point, we wanted to make high point decals. We wanted to rebrand it completely, change yeah. the logo up, change everything. Right. I got you. And. I was like stumped. I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. I had made all these designs. You know, some of them look good, some of them don't. And at the end of the day, I was like, screw it. I'll spend 300 bucks. I'm going to go hire a Fiverr artist and have him make my logo. And I'm so happy I did. That was one of the greatest investments I've made because our logo is killer now. Like y'all yeah. seen the koozies. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. it looks like a it's wheel fine. in motion. Like it makes yeah. sense. It's yeah. great. Yes, yeah. fine. And like I could have made it, you know, I have the skills. I just didn't want to spend the time and I didn't have the creativity. And so certain times like... Outsourcing is the move. For yeah. sure. Part of great leadership, though. Like it's one gotta, of those things like you don't buy you the cheap. You gotta know one. where to use your time best. Yeah. Where you best use your time. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of the things about building a team, too, is like um, you don't want to hire people that share your opinion. You know what I mean? Like hiring people that have all the same views of you. Yeah, it'll be easier. You're not going to argue. But if y'all have differences, like real differences, they're going to make you learn and grow as a person. They're going to show you the other side. And sometimes that's what you need, right? You need to see the other side of the argument. That's why Bryson's here. He talk, <laughs> He can talk me all the way into something. <laughs> or, or turkey all the way down out of something. Or down out of something. That's yeah. usually what it is. <laughs> yeah. You be trying to wait, make we some usually, wild we usually got the. We usually got the same opinion, just two different types of execution. Yeah. <laughs> just represented differently. That's how me and my... Uh, Girl are. So uh, for the viewers <laughs> out there, y'all don't know, my girlfriend is basically awesome. my business partner. We, we're, we're in all of our businesses together. Um, actually, big tip, she owns 51% of both of our businesses equity-wise. And the reason is because that means we are a minority-owned business because we're woman-owned. Exactly. We now have access Ooh. to all Ooh. kinds of grants, all kinds of funding, all kinds of opportunities. 
And all I had to do is give up an extra percent. I don't care. I trust this woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that's, that's a big move. And I wanted to bring you on here because I've seen you doing that. I've seen you hitting the competitions, you know, the pitch competitions yeah. and stuff, man. Congratulations on, you know, just the effort that y'all gave on that. And uh, that's that's real, man. You don't see a lot of young people, like, in business with their partners. Like, that's tough. Yeah. You know, you'll see a lot of things online where it's saying, like, do not go into business with your significant other. I strongly disagree, personally. I think if you can't trust them enough to go into business with them, why are you with them to begin with? You that's know what I mean? Real. Yeah, that's and, real. Um, I had I had someone talking to me about Regain. that recently. I was uh, one of my professors, actually. He started like a plant nursery and a ecological consulting firm. Mm -hmm. But he's a scientist. He doesn't know shit about business. <laughs> and so um, I was basically helping him out. I spent like two hours right. with him doing some free consulting. I'm going to start charging him soon, though. For sure. But um, <laughs> so anyways... Um, one of the things is he has a business partner, right? And yeah. I guess it's like a girl. I don't, it's not like his wife or anything like that. Right. But, um, I was like, do you trust her? And he's like, yeah. And his business made $6,000 last year. Right. So we're talking a small business. Right. Yeah. And, um, I was like, okay, would you trust her if you made 6 million last year? And he sat back and he was like, you know, I don't know. That's a different game. That's a different number. <laughs> and I was like, so why are you in business with her now? Right. Because the whole point of a business is to grow it, right? You don't exactly. want to stay stagnant. You don't want to be the same that you was last year at all, no. Absolutely. So you got to look forward to the future. If you if you can trust them with 6000 you should be able to trust them with $6 Because exactly. otherwise, like, you that's, should not be in that's business. That's crazy that you say that because I've always got this saying that if someone will steal a dollar from you, they'll steal a million from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's crazy that you 100%. said that. 100%. Like Slippery they slope. They will. Yeah, man. Come on. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> Why wouldn't they? <laughs> Honestly, and like people get so greedy when the numbers start getting that big, they're going to start yeah, figuring man. out a reason why they think they should do it. It's like they won't miss this much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's something uh, I was watching this podcast. It was with Theo Vaughn and then the, the guy who started raising canes. And he was like, you got to be invested in like every level of the business. You know what I mean? Like, even if you if you start going crazy buying water bottles and you don't know about it, you know, like somebody's gonna take advantage of that and start right. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like people just get off of you on you, and What's, um, you really gotta pay attention. Nah, for real. I like the Ovan though. He's he's funny. As he's he is funny, funny as guy. hell. Yeah, I don't believe half his stories, Odio. Oh yeah. I mean, some of them right. They're, they're comedians, you know. So it's yeah, like, he did it's, a lot of do. he did a lot of drugs. He did a lot of drugs. <laughs> a lot of crazy you know, one thing places. He won't tell you about drugs. Don't do them. They're bad. But you will get a lot of good stories from them if you can yeah. remember. <laughs> if you can I remember, can't remember. I can't believe this guy. He must write a lot of bad down. ones. He but must a lot have of good a, ones too. A pen and pad with him where he's rolling around yeah. doing it. Yeah. But I wanted to ask you, what are some of the ways that like your woman will keep you in check, business wise? So I don't know if keeping me in check is not right like word. that. Yeah, I don't want to say it like that. That's how <laughs> I would say it with my Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, basically, I'm the risk taker. She's not, right? So okay. I, uh, as far as business goes, for the most part, I'm out there growing. I'm out there getting connections, talking to big corporations and stuff. And I'm really on the expansion side of things. She um, is mostly on the operating side. So when it comes to actually making the product, shipping the product, she does most of that stuff. But I'm out there marketing. I'm out there like networking, and networking is something that a lot of people will tell you like, "Oh, it's bullshit." You know what I mean? Like, you mean you're talking to people? No, like I mean I'm talking to like people worth millions and millions of dollars. Like, I'm seriously networking. It yeah. doesn't even have to be about with people with millions of dollars. They could be broke. You just networking. Period. Like my uh, my aunt had this saying that like a 
a fool or a blind, I think she said a, yeah, a fool can always teach you something or something like that, or a drunk can always teach you something. Like Networking just means connecting with people that you can learn from. It doesn't mean that they have to be successful. They can be down bad. Yeah, you know absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can learn from, you can probably learn the most from somebody like that. Learn like, from their mistakes. Exactly. Like, yeah. Just network with anybody who can teach you something. That's a positive, That that's a win in my book. Absolutely, man. As long as you learn something. Yeah, treating everybody like a person, no matter how exactly, successful right. are don't, they or not. Yeah, but, yeah. but you do want to like take, like you said, there was something in your book about uh, when you take advice from somebody, you do want to look at their situation that they're in. Compared to yours. People yeah. try to take yeah. <laughs> Social media, that's just messed up a lot. People are trying to like take relationship advice from millionaires. Like, don't. No, don't. Yeah. <laughs> Their situation is different from yours, man. Well, and a big part of that to me is like looking at where they are and where you want to be. So yeah, one yeah. example is for a lot of people, parents, right? You might tell your parents, hey, I want to go start this business. I'm, gonna, I'm about to drain my savings account to do it. And they're going to sit there and talk you out of it and be like, no, like, that's stupid. You could, you could get a good job. You've got a good foundation. You've got your emergency right. fund. And the reality is like if your mom or dad or whoever that parent is, is they hate their job every single day, right? And they tell you about this. Like, I hate mm. going to work. I hate the people I work with. Yeah. Do I want to be in your situation? No. No. So, but, yeah. It's, it's kind of like taking that step back and, like, always listen to people. You know what I mean? Because, exactly. like you said, you learn a lot from people. Yeah. But at the same time, some of the things you learn is what you don't want to do and yeah. where you don't yeah. want to be. Like, you might learn, oh, I don't need to do what they did at all. <laughs> yeah. So one of my things for like decision making, right? When I have a big decision and I really don't know what I should do, yeah. Yeah. I always go with my own answer. But what I do is I go and ask all these other people their opinion. Like, Dante, what do you think I should do? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'll ask my girlfriend, yeah. what do you think I should do? And sometimes like you might say the answer that I don't want to hear. Right. And that tells me like, okay, that's not what I want to do. You right. know what I'm saying? There's not like I did gain something from asking you yeah. that. Yeah, I did. And so... By asking people questions and hearing the answers that you do want to hear and that you don't want to hear, it kind of tells you how you actually feel. Because I'd rather make a mistake that I believed in full-heartedly than make a mistake that I just really didn't know about it. You know yeah. what I mean? That's free therapy right there. You go out mm-hmm. there and give your beef to everybody. They'll give you their <laughs> opinion about it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That's really you, You'll gain some perspective, you know? That's what it's about, gaining that perspective. Yeah. And it tells you what you want. Yeah. Make sure you go ahead and let them know where they can find you at High Point and Invective. Go ahead and drop the tags on there. So uh, we got websites and everything. The easiest way to find us, though, would be to look up High Point Decals on Instagram or Invective LLC on Instagram. And uh, if you want to find the book, Dear Entrepreneur, that's available on Amazon. You just type it in and it'll pop right up. Free Entrepreneur. Oh, Dear Entrepreneur. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I came up with the name for that because... Uh, Oh, bro. I, bro, I think it's fitting with the book for yeah, real. Like it's, it's tough. You you're going on your own read. path. Yeah. Oh, you notice that? Yeah, dude. I didn't think people. I didn't think people were gonna notice that. Oh, yeah, bro. You know, I tried all to these sheep. You yeah. know, see all these white, all <laughs> yeah. these white cars. They going on the, the whole humbug route to work. And then you nah, got this starting on business over here. this blue dapper Dan just out there standing <laughs> out in the crowd. That's what I'm saying. He can fit. I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, bro. Man. I was rocking with it. I came, yeah. I got it, and I read it. I ain't gonna. That's why I said I wasn't gonna lie to you. I got to chapter 26. I'm gonna finish it though. I it's love all good, it. man. It was a good. Book. It's a. It starts off mindset based, right? And then it, it kind of gets deeper and deeper into the actual business. It yeah, progresses. That's, so, that's the part I'm being yeah. into. Is the business. So, so if you're not into the business stuff, that's fine. You probably gain something off the mindset chapters. Just off the mindset. Yep. And that's what it's all about. I don't care if you read the whole book. It's the value that you take away from it, right? I just want you to learn something. Exactly. And I already bought it, so. 
<laughs> Thank you for that, by the way. Yeah, so yeah, you know. But no, nah, I liked it though. But it was actually a good read, you know what I mean? I didn't I'm not even gonna sit here and just cause he right here in front of me. <laughs> I'm an objective person. <laughs> I liked it. It was that's actually really good so far. You like the chapter length? Because yeah. I tried to make it so it's you It's almost could... like the um the forty eight laws of power kind of. You ever read that book? No, should I? Yeah, you gotta read it. What's it about? Tell me. Forty eight laws of power by Robert Greene. It's just about like a lot of people will tell you like don't it's kind of like about manipulating people but that's not really what it's about it's just about it gives you these old lessons throughout history and how power works and how you should negotiate in business and things like that it's really dope you should check it out it sounds great man you yeah. ever read uh rich dad poor dad nah that's on my list i have a list of books and that's on it i know I put that higher it. on your list bro. i know i gotta get it bro. I got i've been hearing about it for like four years like i know i gotta read it i gotta get it asap so that book's actually part of what inspired me to start like the business and everything that's so what i got to chapter seven right and i put the book down i've never read it again and i started my own business Straight that was like it that. Exactly. seven yeah. chapters that's it that's all it I took it, man yeah you still haven't finished it no i that's don't know crazy. if i ever will because like i started my path you know what i mean i don't need wow. to i've heard about that book so many times i ain't even gonna, like i don't even on, need I'll to show <laughs> no seriously like not even i think it's like 20 25 bucks on amazon buy that book buy that book man that's a wild not even lying to you Right there on the second. second oh, good, book. good. He'll be reading second, this soon. Yeah, this will be coming book. back up in the yeah. podcast. I promise you, bro. It's, it's an influential second, book. Yeah, second book, but no, it's okay. This. I got I got two questions right here. These are back to back. I wrote them right beside them, each right? other. Get the first one is, what books do you read? Okay, so honestly, like I'm not a big reader, right? Okay, I don't read a lot of like fantasy, Hunger Games, that kind of stuff. Right, gotcha. but um. When I first started trying to like start my own business, I literally went on Amazon and bought like four books. One of yeah. them was Rich Dad Poor Dad. Highly recommend that one. It's a great book. It's uh, basically the premise is this dude, Robert Kiyosaki, the author, he had his biological dad who was poor, dirt poor, right? Okay. And he was a professor, but he wasn't happy in life, didn't have a lot of money, stuff like that. And his best friend's dad was filthy rich. Dude, dude was a multimillionaire. And so he used to go to his friend's house, of course, and learn from his friend's dad. Yeah. And so he got both perspectives. He got the middle class mindset and he got and the, the rich upper, person yeah. mindset. Mindset. And so um, that was a great book to kind of show you the perspectives and put a lot into play as far as like, this is what you should do. This is what you're being taught. Right. Right. And um, beyond that, I read a couple other books about finance and stuff. You know, nothing really stuck out to me. A lot of it's sort of basic knowledge spend your money smart don't be an idiot go for the cheaper option if you're in walmart you know what i mean yeah i was thinking i was thinking about buying a book like that like personal finance or something but it, like i said like you said it's probably just gonna be like you know invest safely it's like, well, <laughs> who's to say what's safe I'm a, I'm a big like i believe in like you should get the cheaper thing but there's some things that should not be bought like off brand like some things gotta be like the you logo, out there. like you you're spending 300 for the logo, you know Like I mean? you can't be out there buying cheap toilet paper. You gotta <laughs> get the good toilet paper. That's Do you have a bidet? Nah, I, I, would, oh get one. I would get one though, I would. You gotta invest. Yeah, I feel you, like you would, save, you would save so much more money. Bro, this is real. I know we shouldn't be talking about this on the podcast because it's your asshole, but like, I'd be walking around now. My girl got me a bidet like a year ago, right? Bro, now I walk around oh, campus, look I'm looking at people like, y'all dirty motherfuckers. You're dirty. <laughs> you got dirty buttholes, bro. It's You're disgusting. <laughs> yeah. This shit will change your life, man. I swear to God. Oh, man. I got to get one. I got to yeah. get one. But nah, I, uh, I feel like that's a... You seen... There's a South Park episode they did, they did about that, like bidets and 
why we don't have them in like America like that. It's just because they make a lot of money on toilet paper. Oh yeah, that's the only reason. You saw the and pandemic. You know that, right? and you still don't have one. That's crazy, man. Like that's it. I, I, I ain't gonna lie. First of all, I've been changed my life. I done went to the flushable wipes, the wet wipes. <laughs> that's not even that's close. Not, not even close. Not it's even not the same, but the that's going. That's way. It's still way. It's just it's the next step. Like I guess. Toilet, you right? think it saves you money? No, no, it's definitely more expensive. I'm just saying I'm more cleaner when I use the wet wipes. So here's the thing, bro. But I know I'd be all the way clean with the bidet, but. Yeah. <laughs> so so I used to, oh, like, man. of course, like, you know, you do your thing. Yeah. It takes a few different, like, grabs of the toilet paper because you, like, sure. you got to wipe it clean, you know what I'm saying? For sure. Bro, with the bidet, first wipe's clean. I swear. The only thing it There's does some is of wipe you away don't the water. Even wipe. First wipe's yeah. clean. <laughs> I know it's weird to be talking about, First, but dude, I swear, dude, like I go through a roll of toilet paper in like a month now. Like, oh my god, it saves it's, you it's so much, bro. Changer. It's a game changer. It, I changed JD's life. He told me he was so disappointed because he was going in the army, like you know, next week, time yeah. of seven. He's like, "You did this to me right before I'm probably gonna use the worst toilet paper of my life." And <laughs> 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 be like outside with it and stuff. I'm thinking, you know, they got portable bidets though. It's kind of just like a water bottle attached. Yeah, oh, you know, nah. you just, that sounds weird, man. But I mean, if you, mean? you were in the if you were in the woods, I think it'd be better than than toilet paper in the woods. You feel probably, me? Probably, probably. You know, that's rough business. Yeah, it's, I'm, dude. It is such a life changer. I'm glad that's he said business. something though. <laughs> you got business. it. You got it from the man himself right here. <laughs> you can't ignore that. That's destiny. Like you said, you just said it before we started the podcast. You know, like you wake up, you you bump your toe. That means something. Yeah. This guy brought up bidets out of you nowhere get a just, bidet, to, man. just to change your life. I guess I got to get listen, into it, man. Listen to him, bro. Man, that first time you use it, though, that's a shock. Oh, wow. It is. That's also a game changer. It's water hitting you right where water shouldn't hit you. And it's like, <laughs> oh, my God. You got to build up a tolerance. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> no, it feels super <laughs> weird, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, man. I did not think we could get to talk about this. You getting a sauna, man? Nah, nah, nah. Uh, that's He's the next the game sauna. changer. He's big on the sauna. Yeah. Where you go to the sauna at? Um, in my gym's got one. Got you, got yeah. you. Yeah, I uh, started wrestling in high school. I used to be big on the gym and stuff like that. Yeah. I was like ripped in high school, man. Dude, yeah. I'm scrawny now. I'll be honest with you. You like, wrestling in high school? Yeah, I was dirty too. That's I had crazy. a really good record. What, were you, what was that's your weight crazy. class, man? I was 106, 113, depending hey, on the year. Oh, <laughs> you wrestle? Yeah, we was all we was all wrestling in oh, the same really? weight class. <laughs> yeah. Wait, I if we, yeah, I went to Wakefield. You think we wrestled? Nah, probably Wakefield. not. Where's Wakefield at? Wakefield, that's a uh, Raleigh, like Triangle area. Nah. Not unless I mean or maybe nah. in states, man. Maybe in regions. Yeah, I'm about to see <laughs> yeah. in states. We Were y'all all in that weight class? Pretty yeah, much, man. yeah. You, bro, you look too big to be a 106, 113. <laughs> I, I changed my life after I did <laughs> wrestling. After he left wrestling and benefited. All right. so, so let's get deep for a second. Okay. I, I really struggled with eating after yeah. wrestling. And like, that's, that, in my opinion, that's why I'm so skinny still. My, yeah. Did my that hit you, bro? Brother, no, wrestling and all them sports aren't healthy for you just because you mm. get used to I, I ain't going to lie. I had to get used to like, like I had to think about it. Like I'm used to starving. So like. I remember I'd just be around all my friends, they get to complain, and I'm hungry, and I'd just be like, man, y'all act like you ain't yeah. had food before, man. It's been like 11 hours since anybody's ate. Like, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. Like, you you should be hungry. Like, you're just used to not eating. Like, yeah. I can really go from, to what? Well, we just had that at Wendy's. That's the first thing I ate today. Bro, that's crazy. And don't I bring food everywhere? You got to kickstart your mentality. So how, how did you switch it up, man? Because I'm, I'm struggling, bro. I'm still skinny. Like, I'll I can't. I want to gain weight. Yeah, I just man. can't. I'll, I'll send you a diet plan, bro. All right. But, <laughs> really fitness, man. Oh, yeah. it, 
it's a lot of you need high protein and when you start doing that you need to mix fiber in because that's like that's rough on your bowel if you have it if you have if you aren't used to high protein and i would say like i would recommend eat as much you know like steak and chicken and fish and eggs and all that as you can but that's tough to keep up with and like just paying for that stuff is tough so myprotein.com chocolate smooth blend <laughs> bro two scoops of that as many times a day as you can bro I was doing this, uh, GMC sells those powders, right? Yeah, those suck. Dude, it was a weight gain powder. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe that's why it didn't work. It was this weight gain powder. You had to have four heaping scoops. That's what it said, right? Every single, like, day. Yeah. And, um... I was doing that. It was pumping, like, 3,000 extra calories into me. Yeah. Mm. I did that for a month straight. Yeah. You know how much weight I gained? Mm. A pound. A single pound. Some people just got high metabolism, (laughs) and they just don't like wrestling. I feel like really stunts your stunts your growth. Me too, man. It does. What uh, are you doing? Any like weightlifting or anything with it? Nah. So I used to right like after uh, like when I was doing the protein powders and stuff. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. But um, now that I'm big into the business, dude, I don't have time. I I, get that. Like I don't have time for anything, man. Life got rough. No, it does take a lot of time. I'm not even all the way in it like that, and it it takes a lot of my time. Yeah. Time that you wouldn't even think, bro. It was because you're like, moving like physical products. I'm not moving. You know, our stuff's kind of technically, I guess, intellectual property type deal. Yeah, yours is physical well, products. Editing's like, a bitch, no? Yeah, that's why we don't have no set schedule. We get these to you when you need them. Whenever, they, not when you want them. We get these episodes to you not when you want them, but when you need them. All the right. The universe They're tells you they need yeah. like to give you the episode. Yeah, because it's rough, man. I, it. it I, uh, my first episode, like, I ain't gonna lie, our first episode, the audio is terrible. Just the jump, though, man, about... the quality jump. Yeah. I commented something on yeah, that because it was did. huge. Yeah, man. like, it, that's how it was. Like, that the, that, the first beat. episode that we have, that was my first time ever, like, touching the iMovie. Like, yeah. I was in here for like 12 hours that day, just <laughs> messing around on it. And then uh, just, oh, it took forever. First camera that we had, oh my God, the first camera we had, the reason it was in parts for real was just because that camera only shot like 20 minutes at a time. Oh man, battery die? No, like it, was a, it wasn't a, um, like a videography camera. It was mainly made for photography. So that's cool. Just, it, that's just how, it was an older camera too. Like that's just how it came. It only You're shot just trying to get minutes. it going, you know? Yeah. Like it could shoot like a couple 20 minute videos. It just only shot 20 minutes at a time. We lost so much. There's so much footage that we've lost. Like, oh just man, yeah, we, we kept talking. Like, and we didn't know that it stopped recording. Yeah, <laughs> dang, that's tough. Yeah, man, that's is that what that little red light there means now? That's what that little red light means. We oh, got that's a the upgrade. That tells us, <laughs> lets us know we're live. That's what it's about, though. Just small steps, leveling up. I still got a bunch more stuff I want to do with the podcast, though. So, how are, how are you? Uh making revenues off this because i'm sure there's people out there that would love to buy a qtm hoodie or something like that are you are you selling merch are you just doing the podcast for now and let the money come later yeah right now i'm just doing it just because i like doing it so that's free value uh, hit subscribe if you're watching this on youtube sure yeah and then uh no we definitely got some merch on like i got some my brother he was big into the merch like he had his own thing going and he already knows how to do them so i'm probably just about to get that jumping real fast so i don't know i might go I've been thinking, uh, that's actually a question I want to ask you. It's a real business type question. I was thinking about going the Shopify route, but I've seen my brother do it by like do it blank t-shirts and he makes them himself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I want to do it that way. Like, just cause I feel like the profit margin is bigger doing it. It is bigger. So, um, just more time. Yeah. Time to put into it and more work. Yeah. But no, but the profit margins are bigger and it's also better for the fans too. Cause 
You know, like Again, that means Dante made it. this. Yeah. Like you're not just yeah. buying a QTM media shirt. Like he made that for you, for yeah. you. You, you know what I mean? You so, touch that material. I mean, yeah, it's important. That's customer, it's a little bit, a little bit cooler that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then at the same time, like that's another thing where delegating comes in. Like Shopify is dope. I feel yeah. like shout, shout out to Shopify. Like that's dope that they've been able to help so many people get their brand off the ground. Like and have it jumping. So we've been doing uh, free websites actually. We don't. We're we're gonna upgrade to Shopify soon. As soon as I graduate. But um, the subscription model for Shopify is kind of expensive. So we've right. been doing like free websites. So because of that, our websites suck. Like I'll be honest with you, they look good, but they don't function good. Oh, gotcha. yeah. And so um, one of the things that we really struggled with is like, how do we focus on our websites? Because that's where a lot of e-commerce comes in, right? Yeah. And uh, we kind of just threw it to the wayside. Like we do all our selling through social medias for the most part. Wow. That's another Unless big it's like thing. corporate. Another big thing now is like with the younger... Like, business is starting to be less and less corporate. Like, it's still very corporate, but it's just, like, their people are, like, a little bit more lax now. Like, there's a lot more business done through social media. Like, you can really have a business and only have a Facebook page and still do pretty well. But, I mean, definitely now you got to have an Instagram, maybe a Twitter, but... It depends on what Instagram. business you're into. And yeah. Like, you know, how yeah. you made your clientele, stuff business, like that. Yeah. Absolutely. But, um, you got to have the social media because it can help in situations like that where your website may not, like, be up to code. Because I don't know how well mine will be. It's good for what it is right now, but I definitely witnessed some things where I tried to, uh, I was like editing my website on this uh, monitor that was super big. It was like a curved monitor. It was dope. Like, That's cool. Yeah. But then when I went and looked at it on a regular oh, computer, no. it was like stretched, <laughs> blown the hell up. Like I was like, oh man, I got to yeah. go back. And I had to go back and edit it on that monitor because I couldn't even see it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't even see it on the regular you one. You didn't see the outside of it. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's Lessons learned, man. Trial yeah, and error, It's important. Reinvesting. There's so many, there's so many like, even when you know a lot about entrepreneurship, you really don't. There's so much more oh, to learn yeah. every single time, every step of the way. Yeah, man. I think I've uh, come a long way, but one example of that is like two me. days ago, I was uh, pitching a startup company to this guy, uh, Eric. Right. And um, he recently sold one of his businesses for $600 million. Brilliant. He also owns a healthcare company, an online gun store, and he's rolling out a mobile service, like Dang. mobile mobile phone service. So, so this is like a big dude, right? Yeah, he's having, having motion. Yeah, so, so I like was sending him my pitch, went through it with him. And he responds with uh, like his partner, who's this big investing guy. And he was like um, asking me a bunch of different questions. And he's like, how much to create an MVP? And I'm like, what's an MVP? And it turns out it's minimum viable product. I'll save you all the lecture. But okay. like you were saying, like you just learn so many things. And like even when you think you've got it all in entrepreneurship, you don't have the half of it, man. Don't know nothing. Nothing. Not compared to the next guy. You know no. what I mean? So that's what's one thing that's really cool about it. And another thing that's cool about it is sometimes you do know way more than a lot of the people that are faking like they know a lot. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people out here faking, like giving consultant advice. They've got a nice, clean website, good firm, don't know nothing. Bro, that They're makes me so mad. I <laughs> just out here pump faking. Yeah. You think you're going to be out there doing it when you're like 75, just like addicted to this? Is, are you addicted to this lifestyle or is this just something you're doing until you can get to that yacht and you can let it go? Honestly, I haven't figured that out yet. Cause like, I would love. What I would like to say is like, nah, like I'm gonna make it and then I'm gonna chill out in life. But yeah. the reality is like, I spent years not knowing what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so 
once I started like started my first business, bought right. my second business, now I'm helping other people with their business, writing a book on it, helping more people. You know what I mean? Like it does get addictive. Yeah. And for the longest time, like I couldn't figure out, like I went to college, you got to pick a major in college. Right. And then that's a scary decision. Cause it's like, all right, set your path in life. Did you have more than one college major? No. So, um, I'm a, I'm an environmental science major, Okay. but, um, didn't change it. Didn't nothing just no, so I, I added a, a business administration minor, oh, okay. but that was basically because like I was going to drop out. My <laughs> grades are fine, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, dude, I got businesses, like I don't care about college. And so, but um, I'm very fortunate. My parents are paying for my college. Right. And so um, I had to kind of like pick up some classes so I'd actually care about what I was learning. Yeah, definitely. And that's kind of, that. yeah, that's kind of where the minor to. came in for me. Because if I didn't do that, I probably wouldn't be here right now, man. A lot of those like science degrees, man, it's like if you're a lot of people like if you're young and watching this, man, those science degrees, if you're not trying to go into the medical field, be a doctor, something along nurse, something along those lines, you switch it up, try something else because it's hard. It's, it's boring. But that being you're said, passionate about it. That being said, like you can always pivot like. Definitely. I'm living proof of this. He's living proof of this. We're both like college students. You know what I mean? But we're, we're obviously not focusing on our major. Like he's focused on the podcast. I'm focusing on entrepreneurship and like, we're going to make it in our own right. You don't have to stay with what you're doing. You should right. see it through, finish your degree, yeah. but yeah, it's just one of those things that gives you another opportunity. Like another it gives up. you a leg up. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that's what college is. I don't even think it's about the learning as far as in the classroom. It's just about you maturing away from home. Yeah, and, and and being around an environment where people are about to start businesses, starting businesses, working for business, it's just an environment for you to learn so much outside of the class. Like it gives you like a a resume bump that says like he will go somewhere and do something for four years or whatever it is, and like he'll show up and do a variety of tasks and do a well enough job to yeah. get this piece of paper for you know what I'm saying. Exactly. It's just like a you can do this type of deal. You can do adulthood better than some. I just don't want to work that hard, like <laughs> for somebody else. Like, what's the point of just Break. working yourself to the bone? Like, if you're gonna work that hard, you might as well open your own thing. I think if you're gonna work for somebody, you better really enjoy, enjoy what you're what doing. You're doing. Yeah. You know what like, I'm saying? You better, you better, you better spend your days happy. Job, but don't hate yeah. it. Yeah. God, don't hate it. That's going to be terrible. And that's not to say, like, if you can't find a job right now that's not happy, you know, like, you got to make enough bread to survive. Sometimes you got to thug it out. You got to have yeah. a rock a crappy job. Everybody's right. Do that's that. fair. Everybody's got to rock a crappy but job. But be looking for a job that you can be happy that you doing. Can be happy at, man. Don't be mad at your job all yeah. day. Yeah. If you're not trying to be an entrepreneur, because some people are trying to be an entrepreneur, you know what I'm saying, and you make their own to. job. You really don't have to be, but be happy. Yeah. Find passion or purpose in what you're doing out here. That's what I'm saying. You know, there's a lot of power in what you guys are saying. So um, one of the things you'll hear a lot of like millionaires, billionaires talk about is how do you measure success? Because you can measure it in money, sure. Yep. You can measure it in the time that you can spend with your friends and family because money provides you that freedom, right? If you don't have to go to work every day, you can spend more time with the people you love. That's crazy. But you can measure it in happiness. And that's where most of them measure it. And most billionaires, millionaires that you, you'll talk to on this podcast they'll tell you like money is not a measure of success. It's how fulfilled you feel in your life. Yeah. And so if you work a nine to five, but you love what you do, dude, you've made it. Yeah. All day long. That's what I'm saying. That's crazy, bro. Yeah. That's real. You really, you really put that in perspective. Like how do you measure success? That's crazy. Bro. It's, but it if, can only be happiness. Like yeah. it can only be that. Buddy on Raising Cane's was measuring success in 
chicken finger meals, and they <laughs> are the best at it. That's funny. <laughs> He's stupid. <laughs> I like him. He's the king of chicken finger meals. I like it, man. What advice would you have to young entrepreneurs, man, before we wrap up? Don't listen to the people that tell you you can't do it. And if you're young, Take the risk because the thing is, exactly. if you're gonna, so much. yeah, if you're gonna risk everything you have at 20 years old, dude, we're talking like 10, 20k max. Like you probably don't have that much, right? But if you're risking it all at 45, 50, you've got a That's lot everything. to lose. That's everything. Like, <laughs> That's too close to me. <laughs> yeah, too close to your family. Your if you fail, then like you are screwed. And I'm not saying if you're old, you shouldn't take a risk. I'm yeah. just saying like. If there's a time to do it, it's when you're young. Yeah, like if you're yeah. gonna invest, like which I'm trying to get into, but like if you're gonna invest in things like in our age at twenties, yeah, do it aggressively. Don't do it like I'm gonna just put a little bit in. Nah, go for it. Let's do it. <laughs> Drop your old paycheck. <laughs> got, go for it. We got time to talk about investing or no? Yeah, man. What's up, man? We kicking game. That's what we do here. So, um, my my thing, my word of advice for investing, like if you're first getting into it, right? Okay. Take a money, an amount of money that you're comfortable with losing. For me, it was a hundred bucks, and go go put it into a Robinhood account, whatever you're gonna do, TD Ameritrade, you know, and just play with it and like kiss that money yeah. goodbye. The second you deposit, definitely, it, you lost the money. Who you cares? Who cares? Here's my question. That's how you gotta look at it. Like I spend this amount of money per like month, year on like even just stopping at a gas station, getting snacks, or I spend this money on getting stupid things, like just go for it. Like I did 500 my first yeah. investment, but it was in a startup, so that's different. But, but you learned a lot though, right? Just think about it, like I lost it. I'm waiting to see what it do. I hope it do something, please. <laughs> Can you lose money in the stock market as far as like you put that 500 in and then, you know, you spend it all, whatever that's gone, but like, can you go less? Like, can you? Can you go in debt? Yeah, so there's this thing called uh, options trading, right? Okay, yeah. And that's more advanced. That's where you get rich off a hundred bucks. Yeah. But super risky. So yeah. um, certain things, like I don't think you can lose money with calls. Okay. But there are things like um, putts and other ways that you can do options trading Yeah. where you can go in debt and they'll margin call you, which yeah. is basically like the brokerage calls you and yeah. they're like, hey man, you're in X amount of debt. We're not gonna let this ride anymore. You now owe us seventy k, and it's yeah. like, whoo! So, mm. so not be, be careful with that. Like, we're pulling you out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And now you owe us this money. <laughs> oh, oh my man, god, that's rough. Yeah, yeah. I, I would set my limit. Like, like to, yeah. as soon as I owe you five dollars, go ahead and pull me out. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead and pull me I don't, out. I don't, I don't wanna, yeah. I gotta be liquid. I don't want to play with that. And that's no. crazy. You want to set yourself up to learn though, with stock markets, to. with your own business. You know what I mean, like. I reinvest everything. I, I haven't made a single dollar for my business. Now that, put it all back into it. Yeah, they're both wildly profitable. They're making money. You know what I mean? The thing is, like, I just buy new equipment, buy new materials, buy new this, buy new that. Because I'd much rather grow and learn than make money. That's yeah. what I'm doing right now. Like, I'm just just doing it because it's actually been fun. Like, we're linking up with other businesses. It's, the episodes ain't out yet, but they'll be out soon. They haven't seen that like, we're actually going and like going to those businesses, looking yeah. up with them, and it's pretty fun just been making that like networking with them, and we haven't like put it to a monetary use yet, I guess. But I just feel like it'll come. So y'all really need to get on them in the comments. Tell them you want merch. Tell them if you want decals. Tell them whatever it is that y'all want. Well, they're gonna get so the they can grow this. We need some banners back here. We need the Definitely table do. to look a little less like you know empty. So bro, we give them some money to reinvest. Show. We need I've to been fight. thinking about dropping a little 
just a little cash app right there. In the <laughs> yeah, I think I don't corner. think a cash app. I think that'd be kind of like people little, would hate on you for that. Little, but little PayPal, <laughs> yeah. little PayPal right there in the corner. Throw a donation link in the comment, man. Yeah. That's a little bit smoother way. To yeah, or in the description or whatever. Yeah. Like people. I think you could gain some traction, especially from the business owners you're interviewing. Cause you gotta, sure. you gotta think of it like an ad, right? Yeah. Like that's what I'm just trying to do now is build the following. And then once I have that following that I feel like is sizable and not like super crazy, just a solid following, then that's when I'll start like charging yeah. for services and stuff like that. But right now I just want to learn and just connect with people in this area in North Carolina. Yeah, I think it's super cool what you're doing, man. I love the qual- Qualified to Motivate podcast. I think y'all should be tuning in every week or however often they drop it because they're slacking. But slacking. <laughs> Definitely slacking. We uh, appreciate it. It's a good love, show. Man. We might hit Fiverr and get us an editor, really. That's what all it is. <laughs> hey, if you're thinking about being an entrepreneur but you ain't sold on it yet, go get this book. Dear Entrepreneur. Take a risk. It'll be fine. That's a good last shot. I like that. <laughs> Thanks for watching. And we had our boy Steven Ryder in here. It's the Qualified Motivate Podcast. I'm your host with the most Dante equipment. I'm in here with the redhead, Mr. Cherry Top. Bryson Rodier. You know what it is. You know what it is. We're in here with Mr. Wantrepreneur. Hey, man. Thanks for Steven coming. Ryder. Thanks for, thanks for coming and spitting games for us, I'm going to give out awards at the end of this season. I'll probably yeah. get 25 episodes, and you definitely won Best Dressed. Best and you're the dressed. first person to bring and gifts. And best gift so far. Look at this cap right yeah, here. He brought the invective cap. I don't cap, wear hats, dude. but I still I got, got I got the headset <laughs> on there. I put it on for everybody. But yeah, man, that's, that's dope. That's dope. That was one of our uh, clothing line things that we never ended up selling. Got like 20 of those, but never sold them. Hey, man, that's an exclusive piece right there. One, two or 20. Watching one in a couple years. It's going to be worth a lot more than 20. There you go. For sure. We appreciate it, man. That's how we're coming at y'all, man. It's a wrap. Y'all be sure to go follow my man. Oh, man. Oh, Alright guys, give you guys some good content.